Well, hey, all you tasty little Reese's Easter eggs. Another hot episode of the burger coming at you. Not sure why I'm talking this way. I'll tone it down. Tonight's episode, you got Michael, Oko, and Francis. We respond to some fans' inquiries. It's delightful. It's post-grunge rock bands. After that, not sure how, but we start talking earwax, Q-tips, other ways you can get earwax out of your ears I had no idea about. And we talk spiders, centipedes, and do you really need your appendix? As usual, we're all over the board, but it's the burger. We enjoy it. Hope you will too. Ring up that order. Here we go. It's time to dive into the only meal you'll want to eat every single day. Welcome to the Nonsense Burger, where anything and everything is up for discussion, even if it wasn't included on the menu. Let's find out what conversation we're going to have today with your hosts, Francis Osceola and Earl Sherman. Can we, can we take a break for a second? I have got to interrupt this regularly scheduled program. I just had, I just had to fish out the best booger. Woo! Oh, and we we're paying attention. And I know I was. I'm listening to you, Michael, talk, and then I see Francis, and Francis's nose is uh, Rudolph color, and he is just he took. Ooh. For those viewers at home that can't see because it's a podcast. <laughs> for the viewers he took off his glasses because they were getting in the way of him digging so deep into his oh, that's a good one it uh yeah thank you i was Go. there today i know what you're talking about it, it was a thumb <laughs> one so I, I i was damn near at the base of the fingernail it's one where you get the thumb in and you can get like hook all the way in and you get those big dry ones that you just kind of pop out <laughs> And then I feel like I feel clear as a clear as a whistle. Get some nose hairs with that one. So sorry. Sorry I interrupted. <laughs> I don't think it would have mattered because yeah, Oko got roped into it. Oh yeah, I was I was knuckles deep. Yeah. Hey, I tonight is an all over the it's a it's a grab bag. I totally forgot you guys exciting news. Uh, we had a new nonsense burger email submission last week. <laughs> Hey, let's talk about it. We are going to talk, and this is a good one. This is a juicy one. I'm going to read start it. With the name. Yep, of course. I will start with our fan name, and then I will verbatim the message from start to finish, and then we we will discuss. It's impressive, so buckle up. Is it a cease and desist? No, you only those come to you. <laughs> okay, Matthew Union School is our. Is our uh, is our fan our our fine folk, and he writes. I can't do the Casey Kasem voice to save my fucking life. <clears throat> anyway, dudes, all caps exclamation point hot out of the gate. First, recent episode of Darth Maul was pretty damn funny, but I have to say I was disappointed that you didn't drop in some more genre around Creed versus Nickelback. Need to throw some more toppings on that nonsense burger. What about three doors down and Matchbox 20? Go deeper and you could have a throwdown between Matchbox 20, three doors down, and stained. <laughs> Hell, why stop there? Go all the way and do a March Madness of post-grunge bands. Three doors down, stained, Bush, Foo Fighters. 
And of course, one of the best videos of the post grunge bands has to be bad girlfriend by theory of a dead man. I'll let the burger folk decide why it's the best. I will get to that. Yep. Another Canadian rock band did not know that. I know you Michiganders can't help yourself from adopting Canadians as your cousins. I will wrap up this memo to the burger toppings committee with a big slice of cheese from the nineties, two thousands era of music with one word candle box. That's like throwing a big fucking piece of goat cheese on top of that burger. As in, I just ruined a perfectly good burger by throwing a confused musical outcome into the mix. Here's a band born out of the grunge scene in Seattle during the hype of grunge, yet they couldn't seem to figure out their sound and ultimately ended up getting banished to playlists on contemporary stations in dentist offices around the universe. Guilty, I own CDs from all of these bands, <laughs> including Candlebox. It's a hell of a submission right there. Wow. That's beautiful. Well, we'd uh, first of all like to thank... Matthew from Union School for being the first and only person to write in. No, After no, the four of us. <laughs> I think. I think. No, come on. We have like three. All right, we're we're up there. We're halfway to five. <laughs> okay. Let, all right. Let me let me amend that. I'd like to say thank you to Matthew from Union School for being the first to say something with merit and not just you guys suck. It's true. And it's Matthew union school, not Matthew from union school. Oh, come on. Well, I think we should invite Matthew union school onto the podcast because he knows so much more of nineties post grunge than I do. Yep. Same. <laughs> I didn't know there was a post grunge nor oh, yeah. pre- what would be pre grunge. That's a good question. I don't know if that actually exists. I think the post-grunge genre was literally born out of the ashes of Nirvana. Everything centers around Nirvana. They got the credit for the grunge movement, and everything after them was just post-grunge. I'm going to say Bon Jovi was pre-grunge. Bon Jovi? Because he was an 80s hair band, and then he still kind of worked some stuff in... No fucking sir. <laughs> no, Bon Jovi is what you hear at the fucking dentist's office, you know, or or at a fucking Payless shoe store. You, you're rifling through the Velcro section and living on a prayer comes over the intercom. Okay, then what came out so that you've got the 80s hairbands and then the 90s grunge? What was in between? Uh, I don't know if there was really anything in between. I mean, you had other other 80s bands, but I feel like as you got towards the end of the 80s, around about like 88, is when you started falling out of the like typical 80s type of genres and into more of the 90s, what we know it today, or what we remember it as. And with that was thrown in there with different grunge. You know, there's all different kinds of genres that were around the 90s, but in grunge specifically... I think it, it, it adapted in like the early 90s and then stopped in like 98 or something. Yeah. Right? And I mean, we're flirting with generalization because right. we can split off all that. When you say 80s hair bands, you have the harder hair bands like the uh, 
no metal bands yeah like the iron maidens and spinal tap and shit and then you have the more pop 80s of journey in boston which was still considered a rock and roll and they could rock and roll a little bit but then and i i gotta say if you think about it especially at the time nirvana came onto the scene and didn't sound like anybody before them and I'm not right. really a big Nirvana fan. I, I don't particularly care for it. It makes me want to cry. Um, but their shit, I mean, there's still, you can't argue that they've made a, a massive mark in music. It just, after them, you, yeah, you're talking, I mean, the, the Matchbox 20s, the Stained, Three Doors Down, that's all horse shit, right? The, and and I I'm with him. I had a few of these CDs. I don't know about Matchbox Twenty. Rob Thomas, not my favorite. Uh, but you know, you had. I mean, Foo Fighters is still huge. Yeah. Well, I mean, even though I mean, since we're since we're centering things around Nirvana, it's interesting to point out that they were formed. They're listed as an American rock band formed in 1987. Um, they picked up David, Dave Grohl in 1990, but their genre is listed as punk rock, which is mm. not what I would guess. Ooh, that might, that might be it. Punk rock might've been. Well, cause I think, I think of, I guess I have a different idea of what, what punk rock would be, but yeah, but it's interesting. Like they're like Nirvana's albums were 89 to 93, maybe so 94. Wouldn't, wouldn't punk rock. Like I think punk rock, I think. Back then, I think Ramones. Right. Yes. yes. And you could argue as it evolved and the uh, the purists would get insanely pissed. But I think you would consider like early Red Hot Chili Pup- Peppers punk rock. But or, or I guess we're going back to our the conversation we had a few episodes ago about ska, whatever. <laughs> that was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Timmy when you need him? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. Punk rock? <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, though. I am all in on giving ourselves, uh, having, it, it, it's almost like Matthew Union School is giving us homework. We, we got to go sample some of these, some of these bands and, and all create a March Madness. And we can do, you know, pick like, I don't know, 30. We could do, well, whatever well there's is. four of us, right? Oh, we could, all, we could all do a bracket. We could all have a quadrant of the bracket. And so maybe we maybe we go out and we, we, we figure out a list of, of 32 or 64 bands. And then we just divvy them up, divide by four. And then each of us take them and we, we all make our own bracket and bring it down to our one. And then we then we we come on the show. We maybe describe our our pathway or something like that. And then we come on the show and we're like, okay, these are the four that are going head to head. I love and we it. Put two of our, you know, mine and, and Oko's and yours and Timmy's, and those two battle it out, and then the final go go from there. I love it. So do thank I. you, Matthew, for this great idea. Yeah. So do I. But here's the one thing: we haven't even made the T-shirts yet. <laughs> do you think we're gonna do that much work uh so so g- great point always a great point has been for a year <laughs> no we could do the uh we could do the whole march madness thing which uh, can we talk we're gonna go off a tangent that 
how does the NCAA have that trademark? Like nobody else can say March Madness, or you have to have a trademark next to it. I mean, make, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it's it's like the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, you you can't you probably go dig in that rabbit hole. There are things that are trademarked that make zero sense. Happy birthday is trademarked. Really? The song, yeah, the song is the technically song. like copywritten or whatever. Yeah, the song, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, sorry, I thought that was going to be <laughs> deeper than. Thought that would, thought that would steamroll us a bit. <laughs> I, had, I thought that had some merit. Evidently it doesn't. So fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all you have to do if you do like an office pool or whatever the fuck is slap their logo on the fucking piece of paper or you're getting it from one of those sites that partners with them anyway. So true, true, true. And I don't know about you. I can't think of an instance in my personal life where I'm like, ah, you know, this would be great if I could use March Madness, but God darn it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like it's like Q-tips is a brand. The actual things aren't called Q-tips, but right. so you can buy generic ones, and they're not called Q-tips, but you call them hey. They're swabs. swabs. And, swabs. and you're swabs. not supposed to use them in your ear. Which every man who buys them will use them for their ear. No, any anyone and everyone who buys them will stick them in their ear. Yep. Because yep. what else are you supposed to use to clean your fucking ears? You ever seen the A washcloth? What? How are you going to get it in there? It's supposed. That's what she said. <laughs> you got me thinking on the question and not on the pun. I had heard, I never understood it, but I had heard that you aren't supposed to put anything in your ear. That's uh, like the tip of your elbow or something. Like you shouldn't go further than the tip of your elbow. If you could put your tip of your elbow in your ear, because apparently, you, because that's how you could rupture your eardrum. Yeah, I mean, you just got to be an artist, you know. You got to kind of, yeah. It's like brushing dirt off a dinosaur bone. You got to take your time, man. But that's nobody, the best example I could come up with off the top of my head. I do the occasional like head tick, like knocking water out of your ear. You feel a little tickle down there, and like knock out that ear wax, then move on. Wait, like, so whoa, 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 whoa! Does like, like actual like <laughs> like it crumbles out, like it falls out, like a uh, yeah. of, of Earwax? Like a nugget? Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. How? So do you not clean your ears with a Q-tip or cotton swab? No. I'll do it in the shower. But every now and again, things will dry out. Like a booger. Things will dry out and then just fall out. Oh. Nothing to hold on to. Oh. Wow. Wow. Oh. Wow. Maybe I am the epitome of Timmy's giving up. <laughs> you're fucking... You're rolling Some around in God Shorts. <laughs> If I saw you at the grocery store in your fucking gym shorts and you bent over to grab the milk and a goddamn ball of wax rolled out of your ear, I would murder you on the spot. Sir, I think think your brain is bleeding. No, that's just earwax falling down. Like, oh, there's a crouton for the salad we're having for dinner. Keep that one. Oh my god. Oh. And I'm. I, I look. I'm. I'm sure something has rolled out of my ear without me knowing it. I've never seen it. It's like, you know, that bullshit. I think it's an urban legend. They say you swallow X number of spiders a year. Go fuck yourself. It's not true either, but. And, and who ever conducted that test? Did someone willingly sign up and go, yeah, you can film me sleeping for a year. And 
and then what? Because you can't draw a conclusion off of one sample. It doesn't. It doesn't. Ma- it doesn't fit with the behavior of spiders. It's not true. No, because as soon as they're as soon as their little their grubby little fucking legs are getting on your moist soft tongue, they're the fuck out of there. Well, but it's even that it's that spiders aren't predators. At least like the spiders in your house are not predators. They're not seeking out places to go. Like they're gonna they're staying up in their their corner. They're like they're hiding away. They're staying away. They're not gonna be actively out hunting and crawling over stuff. Now house centipedes, sure cockroaches sure but not a spider i wish you wouldn't have said those last two (laughs) five look honest story of that my wife when we were in our last house because now we're talking about it uh, you see she was either breastfeeding pumping or right at the end of it because our our oldest son was just born we're sitting in bed it's like three in the morning and she just feels this thing crawling over her shoulder and just instinctively she just like just like grabbed it and flung it and he just heard like a like a slap on something and we're like okay that sounded like cardboard you hit you threw something off you so hard that it hit cardboard because we had cardboard boxes on the other side of the bed and sure enough i went over and looked around and there was like a house centipede was like split in half <laughs> against a cardboard box that she had thrown it off of her so hard <laughs> freaking splattered and like split or its legs fell off or something it was a it was definitely a scene a murder scene mm. yeah yeah just while we were awake it just came crawling right over her shoulder and she just <laughs> I, I don't can like him can i go back to the earwax thing oh yeah go for it so there's another way, and I've seen this in person, to get the earwax out of your uh, ear without using the Q-tips. It's you ever seen the the burning candle, the burning thing? Yeah, it looks interesting. It works. Like I mean, it pulls out gobs and gobs of earwax that you probably couldn't get with. Oh right, sure. You're gonna have to enlighten me here, and I I'm probably gonna regret it, but I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Basically, it's a hollow hollow tube down to a point, and people will stick it in their ear and then light it. And supposedly the heat and vapors that, well, it'll basically suck. The earwax will loosen up because it's warmer, and it'll suck the earwax into the tube. You've done it? I've seen it done. Oh, my God. Why? My roommate did it. Oh. years ago. Yeah. It's essentially like if you took if you took a piece of paper, like a regular piece of printer paper, and rolled it uh at an angle. So you kind of create that cone shape yeah. with a point at one side. And you just shove it, yeah, you just put it in it has it had, like as as Oko was saying, it has something to do with the the physics of like the heat and creating like a semi vacuum and it, it like pulls it, create and forces it to get pulled out. Because you light the whole you light the whole thing, like you light the whole circle that's on top of the cone. It's a lot of wax. Even if that person cleans on a daily basis, it's he, still- like how, like what are we talking? Like a a big wad, a big league chew, or no, more like um, bubble gum. Just like one stick. But still, that's yeah, yeah. No, I'm out. Keep it in there. Think about well, okay. Well, so think about think about if you just if you could do that to your nose, 
if you could do the same process of like just completely draining your nose of all your boogers at once and how I'm, much would would come out of there i know that one and it's that you you do the hot salt water and you basically like pour it into your nose like upside down or whatever and it just fucking flushes you right but you don't see the aftermath because it flushes out but i'm saying if you were to do it if you could do a similar process where it would come out in one big chunk just think about think about all the boogers you've pulled out of your nose over the course of like a day and think about that in like a stack. Well, maybe I'll just start collecting them on a... There you go. Like a white piece of paper. <laughs> Ball it up. My favorite one's got to be the ones where you just start pulling it. It's just like hanging on like a long string. Oh, and it like tickles on the way out. Yeah. It's bad. You're like, oh, that's got to be part of my brain. <laughs> There's no way it's not. <laughs> or like your eye moves because it's attached to the back of your eye. <laughs> fuck dude are you kidding me yeah we're we're fucking sick we're sick species man yeah yep and you gotta wonder is is some of that meant to stay do you do you let it run it its is. natural thing right because animals aren't you know they're not running around with q-tips far as i can tell no like the the the, mu- the music or mucus from your nose and your ears is supposed to protect it like that's that's it. Like you're supposed to keep not supposed to be like bone dry, but you know that's it's supposed to like cover you. Yeah, yeah. A lot of a lot of the things that we do today to to make things comfortable are like are stopping our body's natural function. Yeah, of like what it does: cleaning your nose, cleaning your ears. Like even even if you have like a cold and you take like Benadryl or something to stop a runny nose, like that's your body trying to flush out all that shit. And that's probably why we stay sick even longer because you're, you're stopping your body's natural function from actually trying to take, you know, knock out some of that illness, but yeah. Trimming that bush. Yeah. It's got a purpose. Yep. But I'm also, I'm also, I would also go on the, the ledge of saying that there's, there's probably things that our bodies have or that, that we've um, outgrown like via evolution but not it has it has it hasn't been a th- enough thousands of years to like drop it off if that makes sense yeah i get it because we don't you know it's not like one it's not like one generation your body is like oh you don't need like you don't need an appendix oh it's gone like no it's people are probably still gonna have appendices or appendix what's the plural of that people are probably gonna still have their appendix for hundreds and thousands of years because they're just still there yeah but we don't need them sure we had a need for them at some point well we're yeah i don't know you can you can take that we can take this down all sorts of dark roads but it does and one of them has to do with mr and mrs potato Head. (laughs) (laughs) and we're wrapping another one thanks for tuning in all over the board all good things, all laughter. Run into your bathrooms, grab some Q-tips, clean out those ears so they're nice and crystal clear for the next episode of The Nonsense Burger. See you real soon, kitties. You might have taken your last bite of today's episode of The Nonsense Burger, but we know you're ready for seconds. Head over to thenonsenseburger.com to add your own two cents to the discussion. And be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss a single episode. 
We'll catch you next time.